welcome to the High Vibe and Healthy podcast. My name is Fran Dargaville and I'm a functional nutritionist with a passion for gut health and real food. I'm here to share my take on nutrition and health, answer your questions and chat with leading health and wellness experts and all-round inspiring humans. Enjoy this week's episode and submit your questions at frandargaville.com or via my Instagram, frandargaville. Hello, friends. In this episode, we're going to be chatting all about fertility. I'm speaking with my friend and colleague, Chloe Collins, who is a clinical nutritionist with a special interest in women's hormone health and empowerment. Now, whether or not you have any plans on getting pregnant anytime soon, I still definitely recommend that you listen to this episode because it's really valuable for just understanding how to support your fertility, which is really just a marker of your overall health. Before we get into the episode, I have a quick update for you. If you're listening to this episode when it goes live, this is the last chance to get started working with me one-on-one for this year. After this week, I won't be accepting new clients into my program until February next year. If you'd like to get to the root cause of frustrating symptoms like burning, bloating or belly pain, I would love to support you on your healing journey. Head to frandargaville.com forward slash high vibe to learn more and enroll. And if you have any questions about the program options and whether they're right for you, send me a DM on Instagram and we can chat. My Instagram name is just my name. Fran Dargaville. That's F-R-A-N-D-A-R-G-A-V-I-L-L-E. Let's get into the episode. Just a short note to let you know that the audio quality for the first five or so minutes of the interview is a little off, but after that it goes back to normal. So bear with us for that first few minutes or you can just skip ahead. That's Zoom Live for you. Thanks for understanding and enjoy the interview. Hey Chloe, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Fran. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I am really, really excited to dive into this conversation today. So we are going to be chatting all things fertility, and it's something that we haven't really spoken about at all on the podcast. So I'm really excited to, you know, cover a lot of ground and hopefully answer a lot of the questions that a lot of people have around fertility. So to start with, I want to know, Chloe, who should be thinking about their fertility? Because I think this is often the thing that, you know, people just get to the point where all of a sudden they decide that they want to have kids and they start Mm. thinking about their fertility. But who should be thinking about this? Absolutely. Yeah. So thank you for choosing me to have this discussion with. I do take quite a holistic view of uh, fertility. So in saying that, I will I will preface by saying that um, whether a woman can conceive or not, she can embrace fertility and she is fertile. So I guess I just want to start by saying there's lots of different meanings to the word fertility. And to me, it is abundance, gratitude, creativity, and love of self. And it can show in so many different things and ways in a woman's life. Uh, and, you know, fertility in the terms of conceiving a baby is also our body functioning as it should ideally. Um, So baby or no baby, our body is essentially trying to get us pregnant every month and that is evolutionary, right? So our reproductive system um, in recent, you know, decades and still to this day is sort of it's almost misnamed because our reproductive system is not for reproduction. So um, there's a little bit of a misrepresentation there. 
Ovulation does not only happen to make a baby. Um, the menstrual cycle is a necessary process for our health and longevity as women. So we're designed to naturally cycle as women from menarche, from when we start bleeding to menopause, to when we stop producing reproductive hormones and stop bleeding. And when we cycle within this time, we produce these beautiful reproductive hormones, estradiol and progesterone and other ones too. And estradiol supports our metabolism, it supports strong, healthy bones. Progesterone is a natural anti-inflammatory. It's a calming hormone. So fertility throughout our entire lives is important. And to answer your question, I think that every woman should be thinking about it or at least have all of the right knowledge about their own systems and bodies. So the shit that we're not taught in school, basically. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, yeah, and having this information in order to make, to then make the best possible decisions. I think every woman deserves that for their health. Um, and, you know, that's, that is 100% the work that I, I'm set out to do. So, yeah, yeah. Um, if a woman that. does, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's so important and everyone has, you know, deserves that basic right. Um, and if a woman does want to start a family in the future, thinking about fertility and preconception care should start as early as possible, like you said, um, not at the last, last minute or not, you know, with, I want to have a baby in six months time, let's get this cracking. Um, the first step of preconception care is actually addressing your own health issues. And this may mean transitioning from hormone contraception or resolving gut issues or getting to a healthy state mentally, which is so important, sorting out thyroid issues, et cetera, et cetera. The list goes on. Um, and because pregnancy is like the biggest marathon you've ever run. So training for that marathon should start well in advance and to be in a healthy state is important not only for just conception to occur but for a healthy pregnancy which will then translate into a healthy postpartum period uh, so yes a woman should start thinking about fertility um, at any age mm, yeah i absolutely love that and i completely agree so you know, obviously there's often this maybe three to six months, maybe 12 months that people start thinking about this and start preparing. And, yeah. you know, as you've sort of said, basically as soon as possible really would be ideal yeah. because it is really looking at what is, you know, any underlying imbalances and what is really going on with your body. But what would be mm -hmm. the ideal sort of minimum time frame? do you think, to actually work on preconception care before, you know, if, if you did want to try to conceive? Yeah. Uh, yeah, good question. So we know that the egg that is um, developed, that is grown and, and matured to be released and to be implanted potentially by a sperm um, is starting that growth period 90 days or three months before the fact so we know that sort of like has been named the last 90 days that's that's the days where you can be optimally healthy because your health at that time will determine um, the health of of that egg and that baby uh, but in saying that, like I said, um, there's other issues potentially to overcome before that. Um, I believe that you should start um, preparing for conception consciously at least 12 months prior. 
um, to be in a really healthy state. Um, I don't know about you, Fran, but I've come a lot across a lot of um, cases of postpartum depletion. Uh, and, you know, that, that comes from what happened before pregnancy. And issues don't go away because of when pregnancy happens. They might pause and then they um, come back later down the track. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I can just imagine how sort of depleted you are at, at that stage. And if you haven't supported your body in advance of that, you're really not setting yourself up to be yeah. in a great place when you have all that sleep de- deprivation and, you know, so many nutritional needs and all of that. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So Chloe, I know a lot of people are freezing their eggs right now. This is quite a big conversation at the moment. Um, The thing is, I think a lot of people are jumping straight into this because they've been told, you know, oh no, you're whatever, 28, 30, 35. So you need to freeze Mm -hmm. your eggs ASAP. And, you know, the older you get, the worse your fertility is going to be. And I think Mm -hmm. this to me feels like a really disempowering approach. And I just wanted to bring this up because, you know, as we've been sort of speaking about, like you can impact your fertility based on your lifestyle, your stress levels, what you eat Mm -hmm. and all of that. So what is your take on this? Not so much the egg freezing, because, you know, that's sort of personal preference, but I I suppose like sort of preparing for that and seeing that you could actually, you know, possibly impact the outcomes of that whole process if that's something you decide to do. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. So gosh, there's so much pressure in our society. Um, There's so much timeline pressure and it can just be debilitating. And I can see why women jump into, um, you know, IVF straight away or egg freezing and, and things like that. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that, but there certainly are other things that you can do either before that or um, alongside that. And there's definitely um, factors that negatively impact fertility that I think are so much more um, important than a woman's age, right? So um, nutrient deficiencies, for example, um, can obviously have a big impact on fertility. And there's so many women that I come across that that are deficient in several integral nutrients for the endocrine system um, and for, you know, for thriving fertility, basically. So Um, identifying and correcting these is important and not only with supplementation which can be great short term but then more sustainably through food as medicine Um, another massive one that I want to bring up is stress and overwhelm so this is a massive and somewhat invisible factor sometimes that affects fertility Uh, When the body is in a state of stress, everything else is put secondary to that stress response. Uh, Healthy functioning of the metabolism, the gut, as you would know, Fran, (laughs) and reproduction. And that stress can come from different things. It may come from not eating enough food and the body interpreting that as famine or from the overwhelming thoughts in your head and the body being in a state of perceived threat. So like I said, reproduction is then put secondary to the stress response and your body simply won't want to bring a baby into the world where there is famine or threat. Um, So mindset um, and overcoming overwhelm, and I don't really like the term stress management because I feel like it's just thrown around so much, but um, (laughs) 
you know, basically um, stress management, all of that is so important. <laughs> um, I need to find a new term for that, I think. <laughs> yeah, we'll work on that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then lastly, well, not lastly, you know, there are other factors, but exposure to chemicals and toxins is also a really big consideration for hormonal health. And especially in our day and age where there's, you know, it's almost unavoidable. Um, and a woman can reduce the toxic load on her body, um, on her on her fertility, on her her hormonal system by removing um, chemicals and toxins from their life or from the household, and also by supporting the body's natural detoxification pathways, uh, which also serve to clear out excess hormones from the body. So, if you can correct nutrient deficiencies and begin you know, once you've done that, begin eating for your female system and fertility. And if you can communicate to the body that it is safe <laughs> and reduce your toxic load, then you're those, you know, if you can sort of cover those three things, then you're doing pretty well. Um, and I know it's a lot easier said than done. Um, definitely. So this is why getting the right support is really important. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think, just saying that support, like this kind of thing, it's a lot to navigate. And I think we often think that we have to navigate these things and take all of this on, on our own. And, you know, we're piecing together bits of advice from, you know, maybe bits of advice from a GP who perhaps wasn't necessarily that helpful and, Mm. you know, bits of advice from different podcasts and that sort of thing. But sometimes, you know, in this case it is beneficial to just get that support to navigate this whole process because there's there can be just so much to consider and it can be definitely a little bit overwhelming for people absolutely and you know the last thing we want is a woman's fertility journey to be overwhelming and it can be because we can end up doing too much um and that can sort of you know too much for for the cause can end up working against the cause (laughs) Yeah, totally. I mean, it's the same kind of thing with like dieting. And what I see a lot is with people in particular with chronic gut issues who have done extreme elimination diets, they've cut Mm. out all of these foods, they've taken all of these supplements. They basically have very little joy left in their life and they're fearful of foods. and, And this is basically what's filling every waking moment and I imagine that it's a very similar thing if you know and maybe even more so with with fertility that that's all you can think about so no wonder you're stressed if you're you know every waking moment is am I going to get pregnant this month you know like what can I do to increase my chances you are spot on that's exactly right it's that you know your period comes every month and you're stressed and overwhelmed, but then you're also taking, you know, eight supplements every day and drinking cod liver oil. And um, then you're also, you know, avoiding certain types of exercises that you enjoy and doing others. And then you're trying to meditate and you're trying to manifest. And it's just, it's, you know, <laughs> definitely too much of a good thing sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it is, you know, it's, like sometimes these things are necessary, but it's also your mindset about the whole thing. You know, if yeah. you're like, I have to do this, it's a lot, it's yeah. overwhelming, or you know, and if you're feeling that pressure, that is overwhelming. But if you can reframe it and, 
see it in a different light and see Mm. it in just a more positive way that you're supporting your body and you know what will happen will happen and you're just doing the best that you can then these exact same things can sort of be perceived in a different way and have a slightly different sort of pressure associated with them that's so so true yeah 100% agree so Chloe what are these key nutrients that we need to be thinking about when it comes to fertility So key nutrients, um, I guess focusing on nutrients that helped help the body to come into hormonal homeostasis. So beautiful fat soluble nutrients like your A, D, E and K, um, you know, your hormones love these fat soluble nutrients and your hormones also love fats and good fats. Um, So omega-3 fatty acids. So that's a macronutrient, the fats. Um, And a lot of women that I come across don't eat a lot of foods containing these fat-soluble nutrients and they don't eat sort of, they don't really generally consume enough fat in their diet. Um, And, you know, I think a lot of that comes down to, well, I know in my generation, I was sort of partly raised in the low fat fad phase and there was still a little bit of fear around those good fats and, um, you know, the the caloric, um, well, the calorie content in them is quite high. So I've had a lot of women who avoid them, um, you know, because they've they've got other motives when it comes to eating, um, like weight mm. control and things like that. So I do see a lot of these integral nutrients. Things like um, vitamin D is really important for thyroid health. You know, we have to consider, you know, iodine. Um, there's lots of minerals that are generally generally missing from the diet of women as well because our you know our vegetables and things aren't as mineral dense so there can be a lot of uh, minerals and vitamins that are missing from a general diet that might seem some you know otherwise quite healthy um, that are really integral for fertility and when they're in deficiency Um, they can, you know, these things are important for healthy egg development and the production of healthy fertile cervical mucus and all of these things. So when they're not, um, in abundance in the body or, or just adequate even, uh, then fertility is certainly compromised. So it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to take every fertility supplement under the sun, but if you can start to eating in a way to serve your fertility and get those nutrients in through food, um, then that is really positive. Yeah, absolutely. So obviously, you know, just generally speaking, we live in kind of a stressful world, you know, people have busy lives, busy jobs, you know, there's a lot of toxins around, you know, Mm. exposed to different chemicals and that sort of thing. Do you find that, you know, specifically as it relates to fertility, if people are really onto it with their nutrition and that sort of thing, that they are able to get enough of these nutrients out of food? Or do you find that supplementation is sort of needed in in most cases? Yeah, so I think that if you're quite conscious and if you're open and willing to change sort of habits and the way that you eat, um, you can certainly get majority of it from food quite successfully um, in eating to nourish um, your fertility. But there, there certainly are cases where you need good quality supplementation and it definitely doesn't hurt. I take, you know, several supplements a day because I know that my diet's potentially not up to scratch. It's, it's not, 
Um, you know, it's hard to get every nutrient that you need every day, especially when you've got extra nutritional demands because you're trying to conceive a baby. Um, so certainly, you know, we've got really beautiful food-based supplements like greens and things like that, that are quite bioavailable within the body that we can use to really sort of boost our diet. Um, as long as it's not sort of replacing food groups. So you're still having your real life greens as well. (laughs) Um, and then, (laughs) you know, yeah. And then you can also have, um, use, uh, practitioner grade supplements, um, you know, if necessary to address things that are potentially missing in the diet, especially if you follow a special diet, um, like vegan or vegetarian, that's a really, um, integral consideration. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like in particular, if you are looking to get pregnant, but if, Mm. even if not, you know, definitely, definitely something to consider. Definitely. While we're on the topic of supplements, can we just chat about Elevate for a minute? Because I know this has been doing the rounds on Instagram. You know, you've probably spoken about it. I've spoken about it. Um, (laughs) This is a pregnancy multivitamin that is recommended in Australia and a lot of people take it. So what are your thoughts on Elevate? Yeah, I haven't actually spoken about it, which is funny because I do um, certainly educate my clients about it. (laughs) Basically, my thoughts in a nutshell are that it's crap. (laughs) Um, And this is definitely going to be the little snippet from the. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's crap. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, as you know, Fran, uh, practitioner grade supplements are registered medicines and they're tested for efficiency and they can't make claims that aren't true. They need evidence to back the claims up that they do make. Um, Not all shelf supplements are bad by any means, but unfortunately, some use cheaper ingredients and fillers, so they just aren't as effective. Um, And women listening may not know that there are many different forms of nutrients and Elevate doesn't necessarily use the best form. Well, no, it doesn't use the best form. Um, For example, um, the the form of folic acid, well, Elevate delivers a type of folic acid, which is um, uh, not an ideal form for the body to consume and it can actually cause other issues so it's not the activated form and it has a not so ideal form of iron in it as well so um you know when nutrients aren't in their activated form the body has to work a lot harder to convert them and it can also cause a lot of unnecessary wastage so it's not it's not ideal and I know that everyone does the best they can with what they have i know that the priority for mom or mum to be is to get the best nutrients for them and their baby. So I think it's really important to know this, to be able to make the best decision for you. But, you know, in some cases, it's also better than nothing. So if it's all that is accessible to you right now, then go ahead. And, you know, I find that hard to say, but I always like to, um, you know, keep an open mind, but know that you do have options um, and know, know your facts. And I will also say that there are other important nutrient considerations when when trying to conceive and throughout pregnancy other than water just in Elevate. So it's definitely best to speak to a professional to get the right advice and then to potentially get your hands on some really good quality practitioner grade supplements, which will ultimately be the best for you and your baby. 
Yeah, absolutely. And and that's the thing, you know, of course, you've got to do what you've got to do. And if that's what's accessible to you, yeah. you know, totally fine. All about sort of not making anyone feel bad for their choices and the things absolutely. that they've done. Because I know when I've shared this kind of thing, there's been people that have been like, oh, no, I've already gone through multiple pregnancies and I've, you know, been taking Elevate. And it's like, yeah. that's, that's fine. It's okay. Like everything's yeah. okay. But when you, you know, when you do know better or know that you could do things in a different way then you can do that so no judgment you know on where you're at or anything like that but um you know sometimes I have no idea how much Elevate costs but maybe it's you know twenty dollars twenty five dollars and maybe it's like forty or something like that or or fifty for like a practitioner grade supplement that's going to have the best bioavailable forms of nutrients and you know the correct nutrients that you actually need in the right amounts as well. So I think sometimes we think, oh, you know, maybe it's going to be so expensive to do it that way or something. And it's, it's mm. not always, um, you know, it's not always the case. So definitely worth looking into if, yeah. you know, if this is something that you need. Yeah. I mean, you, you get what you pay for, but I, I really like the thought that, you know, the, the female body is so highly adaptable. It, it stores nutrients for pregnancy. It makes do with what it has and it, Um, you know, even if a woman eats bread for the first trimester, it'll sort of get through. But the thing is that the, you know, that growing baby will suck everything out of mom and leave her depleted. So everything will go to the baby. So, you know, the biggest consideration is getting those nutrients into mom and getting really good forms of them. So that's so important. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So besides actually getting pregnant, how can you assess your fertility? Because, you know, I think as we're sort of saying, a lot of people just, um, you know, get to maybe age 30 or something like that, younger, older, wherever, wherever that is, and just Mm. then decide to go off birth control and then just straight away start getting pregnant or, you know, straight away want to, you know, get pregnant, I suppose. Yeah. Um, How can you look at your fertility and know, you know, whether you're ready for that, I suppose, besides actually just getting pregnant? Yeah, this is a really good question. Um, So I guess a a question that you can ask yourself is, are you ovulating every month? And, you know, this is really the truest assessment of your fertility. And this may be hard to determine. So another way you can look at it is, are you having regular, consistent menstrual bleeds? If you are not ovulating, your menstrual period will be impacted and the health of your cycle is a direct indication of your fertility. Um, So I guess first finding out what a healthy cycle actually is because you know, women or listening may have normalized non-normal cycles. Um, Then if you identify that you know, and then if you're able to identify if your cycle is heavy or not, for example, if you have heavy bleeding and clotting, or if you miss a bleed altogether, um, start to realize that this is not normal. And this is an indication that your, your fertility is compromised right now, not forever, but just right now. Um, you can definitely figure this out through natural fertility awareness methods. So I teach something like this. So under the guidance of a practitioner, Um, like myself is really important or there are other allopathic testing options available as well and there's also hormone testing that can be done so that we can figure out if you have 
certain hormones in excess or deficiencies. Um, But personally, in my clinic, I often don't employ these testing options all that often, actually not very often at all. And I only sort of use them if completely necessary, because when it comes to hormones, there are very succinct signs and symptoms that come with an excess or a deficiency um, and your body will be able to tell us the status of your hormones based on these. Yeah. Yeah. That's really, really interesting. So could you give an example of that? That is a common thing that you see. Yeah. So for example, if, you know, if a woman potentially isn't ovulating regularly and she's missing menstrual periods, um, when she doesn't ovulate, she, her body doesn't produce any or enough natural progesterone. So if a woman's not receiving enough natural progesterone, you will definitely be able to see that it's really quite debilitating. Um, it, because like earlier I said, it's an anti-inflammatory and a calming hormone. There can be a lot of anxiety. There can be a lot of inflammatory signs going on. Um, if a woman has an excess of estrogen, we'll very likely see that displayed in the body. Um, if a woman, if her thyroid is out of whack, her thyroid hormones, we'll see quite obvious signs of that. Um, I certainly really like having um blood you know functional pathology in bloods because we can see early markers if the thyroid is starting to go a bit funny and things like that Um, but you know a hormone profile nothing against it it can be so extremely useful in if we really want an answer to a specific question but it's taken on one day and often if we are tracking and charting your hormones and your symptoms and we're doing really good profiles and questionnaires and getting to the bottom of your individual symptoms, we'll be able to gather more consistent data and actually tell what's going on in your body because it can change month to month. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there's also a reason why you're having those imbalances, right? Whether it's something going on in the gut or it is the stress, as you mentioned, or the nutritional deficiencies, which could be, digestion related or just you know Mm. the food consumption and like what nutrients you're actually getting in you know there's so many sort of root causes in that obviously hormone testing can be helpful in terms of identifying what's going on but not necessarily why I suppose yeah absolutely like yeah that's so true it's so holistic um yeah and the body's so adaptable so certain parts of the endocrine system will you know if the body sort of is in a state of threat, the the thyroid can potentially slow down the metabolism in order to keep you safe. That's what your body's always trying to do. Um, so yeah, like you said, there's all of these other holistic factors to consider alongside um, that testing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So you've given us lots and lots of helpful information. So for anyone who is thinking that, you know, obviously we've said, regardless of whether you want to get pregnant anytime soon, you know, Mm. this is sort of a measure of health and it it should be something that you think about regardless. But for anyone who is thinking, you know, that they, they do want to start taking care of their fertility and perhaps they want to, you know, try and conceive in the next few years or something like that. What would be some pieces of advice for them to, you know, start to look into and and perhaps take action on? Yeah. So I guess um, really prioritizing yourself 
right now is the most important thing. If you're wanting to sort of start trying to have a baby, even if it's in a few years time, start to work on yourself and overcoming your own health issues. And that's the very best thing you can do for your fertility. So obviously through learning how to eat and nourish your female system, because if you're eating for fertility, um, it's not just for fertility, it's for, you know, healthy um, ovulation and healthy menstrual cycles. Um, and then, you know, tap into your feminine side, F- do things, you know, find things that calm you, find ways to tap into your creative side because this is so fertile. Um, work to reduce the overwhelm in your mind, like I spoke about before, mindset work. Um, including overcoming blocks and limiting beliefs to sort of come into your own true nature is such a positive step for enhanced fertility. And sometimes, you know, or very often, this sort of only starts when a woman goes on her or starts her fertility journey. And, you know, some women go through um, all of these changes when they fall pregnant or when they're pregnant. So if you can get a head start and start Um, promoting fertility within your body and mind ahead of time, then that's so positive. And, you know, I I do have to throw in movement as well. Definitely, um, we know how integral movement and exercise is for our health and it's really good for fertility as well. So, um, yeah. And and like, I, I always like, I know that you always say, Fran, um, live a life that you love. I've heard you say that before. And I think that is really, really important too, because, I think it's really important to understand that having a baby won't determine your worth or it won't change anything, that um, you can live a life that you love now and then that baby can be the cherry on top. So I hope I didn't go down too much of a rabbit hole there. (laughs) No, I absolutely love that. I think that is just such good advice. And knowing what a journey this can be for so many people, you know, whether it's just a health journey of some other sort or fertility journey or what have you, you know, like it can be really hard. So if you can just Mm. try and do your best to enjoy the process and go with the flow a little bit, you know, because there are going to be challenges and there are going to be roadblocks, not, not necessarily, (laughs) but probably, but likely yeah. (laughs) ride the waves and, and, you know, be okay with that and, and enjoy the little things and, and, you know, enjoy each day as much as you can. It's going to be a much more enjoyable process on a whole. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) That was very, very good advice. I loved it. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) So Chloe, where is the best place for people to learn more about you and follow along with you? Yeah. So um, you can find me on Instagram where I'm quite active there at Chloe Collins Nutrition. Uh, or you can head to my website, uh, chloecollins.com.au. And yeah, that's it. Awesome. Cool. All right. We'll put those links in the show notes. And Chloe, thank you so much. I think this was a really, really helpful conversation. And I'm sure everyone listening has gotten so much out of it, whether, you know, they're just a female that is looking to take care of their health or whether they're thinking of embarking on a fertility journey sometime soon. This has been super, super helpful. So thank you so much. Thank you. I really enjoyed um, speaking on this topic with you and I'm so glad that you are um, sharing this this juice with your wide audience as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Chloe. Thanks. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the High Vibe and Healthy podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to chat with me about how we can work together to reach your health goals, head to frandargaville.com. 
to connect with me day to day, Instagram is the place to be. Follow me via my handle at Fran Dargaville. And finally, please note that the materials and content within this podcast are intended as general information only and are not considered to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis or treatment.